1: from a weekend away, full night's sleep and ready to get stuck into the weekend review from the boxing. Apologies that it's late, travel and all that type of stuff, just delayed it by 24 hours. But we're here now to talk about what happened in the boxing ring at the weekend. And we'll sprinkle in a little bit of news as well because there are a few press conferences in the UK, weren't there? There was one actually in Poland. We'll talk about them both um, that have happened in the last 24 hours. Before we get stuck into it though, just a little reminder. If this is the first time that you have dipped in to the Fight Disciples podcast... We would like to encourage you to subscribe. And you can do it via our website, fightdisciples.com. If you just want an audio feed, that is fine. However, I'm making a plead here now to so all those people that just listen to us but don't watch us. Could you just go over to the YouTube channel and it subscribe? Because if you did, we'd be absolutely flying. So yeah. like, if you could just go over there and just you don't even have to watch us if you don't want to. Don't even have to watch don't us. Blame you. Just just it. <laughs> Just hit the subscribe button because the disparity between the amount of people that just listen, then that the watch is absolutely vast. Yeah, it's absolutely vast. You've, you've yeah, got it right.
0: We don't blame We've you. We've got you faces got right. for radio. We have got faces for radio. So, so I do get it. But listen, everyone's on YouTube these days. So, all we're asking for is just go over, hit that subscribe button. It helps us generate views, it helps us generate revenue, all that well, it It, it helps generate a new get. audience.
1: That's the whole point of me saying that, right? You you don't have to go and watch it. That's fine. I just need you to go and hit the button so therefore the algorithm, I don't want to bore you, but then it will just boost that for people that are searching for boxing and a new audience might come and they just might want to just watch us, all right? So we're giving you this for free. I'm asking a favor. That's all I'm asking for. So if you just listen to us, you're one of them that just dips in for a listen, just go to YouTube now and say, fucking hell, lads." all right. Go on then, I'll hit subscribe. Bang, there you go. And if you could do yep. that for me, that'd be mega.
0: Just do it now. We'll wait. We'll wait while you come back. Go on.
1: Go on. <laughs> we might as well just crack on with the show. Okay, they, let's they, just crack they, on. They, yeah, they, they yeah. won't, miss, they won't much. They won't much. No. Anyway, if you can help us out, that'd be great. Um, and if you've already done it, we very much appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, now, obviously, we were away at the weekend because we were in Vegas. We were covering the UFC. So, therefore... Uh, consumption of boxing um, consisted of a little bit in a taxi, <laughs> yeah. a little, a little bit on the plane, and a little bit yesterday it. when uh, when we got home. There's what, for me, I'll be honest with you. There's only really two fights worth talking about on the show from the weekend just gone. Um, Friday night, uh, Diego Pacheco, of course, uh, and then Saturday night, Jaron Ennis. We'll start with a younger one, shall we? We'll start with Pacheco in uh, in Mexico on friday night Uh, and that's one of the fights that we watched in a taxi there you go um i like what match are doing with this kid i really do obviously they brought him over to um to british soil to give us a little bit of a flavor in the flesh of what he's all about and we were thoroughly impressed with his performance in liverpool uh they've taken him to mexico um put him in front of mexican fans headlined him and he's absolutely shone on friday night i thought there's lots of positives. There's there's lots of still rawness about what he's doing, but there's lots of positives to take from the performance. And I'm led to believe that next time out, they're going to be taking him um, back to LA as well and sticking him on there. They're building him nicely. Young pup yeah. coming through. And it's quite evident that he has the talent to do something very special in this division. A division, yes, that is tied up by an OG and he's doing his own thing at the moment, and I don't think any sanctioning body is going to be taking them belts off him anytime soon and asking for mandatories and any of that shit, are they? Um, but it's not going to last forever, that, with Canelo, with all due respect, and Pacheco will be one of those that is at the front of the queue, I have no doubt, that when that dust settles, he'll be in prime position uh, for challenging for some of those uh, belts for whatever they're worth. Um, but on Friday night, <laughs> mate, he's a nasty little thing, isn't he? He's, uh, he's very precise with his work, and he's got that killer instinct. And by the evidence that we saw on Friday night, he could take a whack as well.
0: Yeah. Listen, he dominated this fight from start to finish, which for a young guy going in against an experienced campaigner and a puncher like Galagos is, uh, it was a great barometer for this stage of his career. You know, I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going to say Galag- Galagos is necessarily world-class, but he's got a lot of wins on his record and he's got a lot of knockouts on his record. So even though it's, you know, very much at domestic level, you could argue... He's putting people away, so he's dangerous. And I think both fighters, not just um, not just Pacheco, but Jaron Ennis as well, they were both matched with, yes, opponents they were supposed to beat, but opponents mm-hmm. that nevertheless were experienced and could fucking whack. And, you know, certainly in this fight and certainly in the Ennis fight as well, we you know, he took one or two on the chin. Didn't bother him whatsoever. Completely unfazed, Pacheco. This he is the real deal. We've known that for a while. We've known that this kid's got a um, huge amount of talent, um, but he just continues to shine and to and to pull the trigger and pull the trigger as early as he did just shows real confidence in his own power and to get him out of the inside four rounds I thought was absolutely phenomenal.
1: What next do you think? It's going to be well, interesting. Obviously, they're going to they do this building thing. Like Eddie said, I'm going to take him to LA and I'm going to do this. There's no rush and the no. reason why, and I, I, maybe I'm contradicting myself from previous conversations that I've had about young talents coming through. Let's throw him in and let's, if there's no pathway to the gold and there isn't let's be honest there is no pathway to the gold right now in no. the, in this division because it's tied up with canelo Sanctuary body's not are going to let him do whatever he wants so he's going to have charlo maybe the other charlo maybe andrade maybe but whatever right it's going to go on for a bit so you're looking at 18 months maybe I
0: think 12 that's 18 right. months? 18
1: months yeah so in that period of time it's a, it's a, I think it's just a case of let's build the name. Let's try yeah. and create a little bit of a buzz around the kid and and let's get some of these viral moments that we've seen. Obviously, he came to Liverpool. We were dead excited about that. Mexico, great. Let's take him to LA. Let's put him back in front of those fans. You know, Eddie's doing some great things uh, on American soil. You know, maybe a, a New York trip or or something. I'd love to see him back in the UK. Let's, let, let's get him going here again. And then in 12, 18 months' time, you might be in a position then where something frees up and hopefully he's at the front of the queue.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's, as you say, he's so young. There's just no rush with him whatsoever. But there's a few domestic operators that might be getting that call because they're all above him in the above him in the rankings. You know, Pacheco's probably around 20, 30 in the world at the moment. There's guys like Jason Quigley, Kieran Conway, uh Mark Jeffers. Uh, Mark Jeffers, you heard Mark Heffron. Zach Parker, these are all guys that are domestic guys that are above them in the rankings that could easily fights could easily be made with. But you know, it, there's no rush to get them to the the Caleb Plant of this world, the Andre to this world, because they're going to get their opportunities in the next 18 months to two years. It's about time and Pacheco to come in right behind them. Um but he's certainly got the talents, he's certainly got the ability. Uh, but as you say, it'd be different if all four belts were fragmented. And then mm-hmm. it might be a right, okay. Well, let's go down this road, because we mm-hmm. we know if we beat this guy and beat that guy, then we can get that world title belt. We can continue the the building of him with a belt around his waist. This this division's unusual in that Canelo has all the power. So there's not necessarily a, a rush or a push to go in a certain direction. It's about the right fighter, the right time, the right place. Um, I'd love to see him back in the UK against any of those yeah. names, of course, because there'd be a step ups for him, but also massive opportunities for those guys. But I think we've probably we've seen him here now, and I think once the Mexican audience, they'll be hungry for more. Once that East LA type audience jump on the back of them as well, and 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 we see uh, that kind of audience get behind these matchroom room shows with them on, I think he could be lost forever, man. You know, we're about to see the brand new Oscar De La Hoya documentary that was teased uh, in the, late last night. And that looks fucking incredible on HBO or Showtime or whatever it's on, um, and that just show you know that'll just be a reminder of how powerful that like East LA, you know, Cal- Mexicali audience is so big and strong, and they love their boxing. Um, Pacheco was one of them.
1: Yeah, man, talented kid. Really nice to watch. Like you said, he's a fi- he's a finisher. He's not one of them that cruises through it, does he? When he sniffs blood, he goes for it. And uh, that's exciting, really exciting. They've got a good in there. I know they've, been, they've had him for a bit, haven't they? They've had him since he were yeah. teens. hmm He's um, 22
0: years of age, man. You know, there's there, there no yeah. rush with him whatsoever. And as you say, there's no pressure because there's no opportunity. Path,
1: yeah. I get yeah, it.
0: There's no clear path. So there's no pressure to, oh, fucking get him this, get him that. Can we make him this? Can we get him a world title by the time he's 23 uh, and all that? Chill. There's, you got 18 no, months at least. No rush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got 18 months at least. Exactly
1: um very very good performance from diego pacheco uh lived up to the bill that he was given uh by matchroom i'm sure they're delighted he's delighted we're delighted as fans looking forward to seeing him out again keep him active keep him out there mm-hmm. keep uh, keep us excited um and then we move forward into saturday night's main event and this is no disrespect by the way because obviously of, of how much we've been consuming over the weekend if there was something wicked on that undercard at uh, mexico yeah, I missed it. I missed it. I'll be honest. Um, but then you fast forward into Saturday night and I was really intrigued to see what uh, Jaron Ennis uh, was uh, was going to produce because we kind of know that in two, three weeks time uh, the big fight in the welterweight division is finally going to happen as Errol Spence takes on Terence Crawford. By the way, I said on the oh. show yep, I said on the show that uh, whilst we were in Vegas it astounded me that uh, I wasn't seeing any posters or anything like that or any billboards or any build up towards that super fight. I know Okay, we're three weeks out, but I expected a little bit of buzz, a little bit of buzz. As we were leaving, side of the MGM, boom, an absolute monster. I don't know how bloody big it was, but it went right up all over the side of the MGM Grand. Big face of uh, Errol Spence, big face of Terence Crawford. It's there. They've started the build-up. Yep, what, we are three weeks out or something like that. So that build-up has uh, started to build. So I just wanted to flag that up. Um, three weeks out, they've started to go for it. Yeah. So exciting yeah, times! It. But, but that's the um, uh, that's the that's the undisputed uh, oh, fight coming up in a, a few weeks, and therefore there's a lot of guys underneath. That are going to be challenging for these positions, and one of them is going to be Jaron Ennis, who is now the number one with the IBF. So you would think that he's going to be called as a, a mandatory following this first fight, if the IBF pull the finger out, or if they like the taste of the three percent, they'll probably say, "Just hang on a minute before we uh, call any mandatories. Let's see if there's yeah. a rematch." All right. Well, the, um, there is a
0: rematch, though, isn't there? They've, they've signed for two fights. Yeah, Go but the belts can't. Yeah, but the belts fights, can't be tied
1: so. tied to that, can they? So let's see. Yeah. They'll, they'll be they'll be looking. We'll, annoying. See, we'll see how much. We'll see. Can tell it depends how much they love Jaron Ennis. Right? That's basically what it is. How much did they love him? Um, anyway, that aside, I thought the performance of the weekend was brilliant. I know that we, you know, have been calling for a proper test and we've been saying, right, you've had 30 fights now. Come on, sunshine. When, when we're rocking and rolling and we've got to this level and there's nothing really of any real significance. But I thought at the weekend, he's in front of something that can hit really hard. And it's quite evident that Jaron Ennis is talent-wise levels above the opponent. But the kid can hit. And I just thought that he navigated it so well. He broke him down systematically. And then when he had him on the end of the hook, he went all in. And he is the closest thing. And this is a big compliment. And I'm not getting ahead of myself when I say this, but this is the biggest compliment I can pay him. He's the closest thing to Terence Crawford that we've got coming through. Because that's what Crawford does. He, he breaks you down. He beats you up. He embarrasses you. And then you don't just amble to a victory. He's constantly yeah. looking to finish. And when he sniffs a finish, he takes the finish. And that's what Jaron Ennis did on the, on Saturday night. I thought it was a fantastic performance. And it's a performance now that I sit here and go, I need to see him in with big lads. I need to know. I need to know the answer because he is mm-hmm. the business, mate.
0: He is the business. And, you know, he's not quite as young as Pacheco, but he is still... You know, relatively young. What is he, 26, 28, you know, he's, but he's, he's at that point now, Jan and Ennis, when it, it needs to be now. He's 31 and 0. He looks phenomenal. He looks the full package. I was glad we got 10 rounds. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Before in fact, you know what? Once again, I had a twat of a time finding this. I had to go everywhere. First, I seen the highlights. Then I go to, I had to go to an illegal stream. Then I'm going here, there, and everywhere. I finally watched the 10 rounds last night. Why is it so hard to watch PBC? Come on, fucking get your fingers out, PBC! Someone deal, do a deal with Showtime. Let's get these fights on in the UK. As we, as we, three weeks away from Crawford Spence, has that got a UK audience yet? A UK yeah. outlet? It has. I
1: know it. Yeah, I know where it's going to be. Is it going to be Sky? I'd, I'm not allowed to reveal it. I don't think because i will get in trouble. I'll tell you off air. Is it BT Sports? <laughs> is, <it, laughs> no, is it?
0: no, because BT Sport doesn't
1: exist anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: good, good question. Is it a pay per view? Do I have to pay for it? Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake. At four o'clock. Anyway, in the as, long, as long as we can watch it. But still, the <clears throat> they need a fucking TV dealer here in the UK somewhere. So there you go. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Anyway, boots. Yeah, I, I thought he was great for ten rounds. I was delighted to see the ten rounds. Could he have put his foot down a little bit earlier? Perhaps, but. He won every round. He won it convincingly. I thought Villa at times looked great, really came mm-hmm. forward, mm-hmm. let his hands go, was brave. But when you look at Via's record, you know, that it's all stoppages. It's 24 stoppages in 26 wins. Only been the distance twice. When he went the distance, both those fights were in the U.S. Everything else was in South America. That tells you a lot about the caliber of opponents. As he stepped up, he's gone to the U.S., He's had to do points decisions. People aren't as weak if you like. And don't get me wrong, last time out, Rashidi Ellis, that was the, the one that punched his ticket to, you know, a top 10 fight. And that's exactly what he's got with Jared Ennis. But this game is about levels. And Jared Dennis for me looked sensational until he pulled the trigger. And when he did pull the trigger, you know, he, he nearly punched the kid through the ropes. He looked absolutely delighted at the end of it, Jared Dennis. So that was that was quite. Interesting to see. He knew he'd been in a bit of a fight, even though he'd controlled pretty much all of it. But again, I just think banking 10 rounds like that, a couple of weeks out from the big unification fight, then letting everybody know, listen, I'm next. I want the winner. Fantastic.
1: What What I also like, though, in his post-fight speech is that, yeah, he did go for the top boys. He said, I'm next. I want the winner of Spence Crawford, but I completely appreciate that they might do this more than once. So bring me Stanny Onis. Bring me you gas. I know he mentioned Thurman. I think Same. Thurman's maybe at a different stage now, but he, but you know, I'm sure it would sell. Perfect. If you can't get the top lads right now, just go mop the rest of the contenders out. Just go mop. Yeah. Just go and clean them, and clean out. So therefore, it's absolutely done and dusted, and that you're the next guy. And it also keeps you sharp at a very top level. I like to everything he said, and I really hope that that does happen. If he, if there is a, and they do obviously go through with this rematch and there's a second fight between the the top two then yeah put him in with stanny onus because obviously stanny onus is not looking for a fight after what happened to him last week you know so let, let let's do that let's make that fight that's a good fight i think that's a really good fight in the, in this division that a lot of fight fans can get behind
0: well we were talking excitedly about stanny onus and what a test he was for Virgil Ortiz, Ortiz and the fact that listen, Ortiz is incredible punching, incredibly aggressive. But Stanny Onis, in terms of his boxing and his pedigree, has got a better pedigree than Ortiz, and it was it was a fight that made sense. That same conversation applies to John Ennis. Stanny Onis is a former Olympian, but everything else a European medalist, all kinds. As an amateur, he's got a solid professional career as well. I've got no issue whatsoever seeing him go over. I'd like to be privy to the conversation pbc have with stanionis after another big performance like that but kid was about to fight fight virgil ortiz who's 19 and all with 19 knockouts so he ain't gonna run away from Jared ennis but yeah i I think clearly for me that's the fight to make in the meantime maybe end of this year just allow crawford spence to play their fight out because i know they signed up for two fights and we're kind of going oh there might even be three or four but if some if one of them wins two fights decisively, there ain't no reason to do a third fight. So Jalen Ennis just needs to make sure he has a high caliber opponent. Stanionis is perfect, as you say, um, or any of those guys. To be fair, you know Thurman, even though he's back end of his career, he's got the name value as Nicky yeah, Thurman. I get that he's someone that's been around at the top. And if you do a if you make a statement performance against Keith Thurman, then you're right there. So so yeah, and, and listen, the other roadblock potentially there. That was in his way, was Virgil Ortiz. And he's now been removed from this weight class.
1: Listen, we've got a feel for him, man, because we've been lucky enough to have him on this show. Um, yeah. I think it was last year, maybe a year before. Um, and he was what an interesting dude. Top guy, bags of personality. Obviously, he's a fantastic fighter. I think every fight fan is a big fan of uh, Virgil Ortiz just because of his style. But he has had some health issues. Like he had, he had a bit he of trouble. In and around the McKinson fight, which got postponed and pulled a, on a couple of occasions because he had health issues. And now, obviously, the noise that came out last week where he needed to be resuscitated, he needed CPR at one stage during right. the process of cutting down to 147 pounds. Alarming, really alarming. Um, I'm just hoping, and I'm well, I'm led to believe that he's okay, but I'm hoping that he obviously he can make a, a full recovery and that he has. Full health off the back of that. He's an incredible talent. Obviously, his days at 147 are sadly now done. He's not going to be one of those that are challenging the top guys. Um, If 154 is a suitable place for him to be, great. But only if he's absolutely 100% uh, fully healthy. He's a phenomenal talent, Virgil Ortiz, as we've seen on several occasions. And I think, actually, his resume, the way that they've built him and given him the tests, has been slightly better than Jared yeah. Ennis. Um, Very different styles of fighter. One's a slickster, a nasty piece of work, don't get me wrong, but one's a slickster and one's like a bull in a china shop that's cute with his work. Um, And it's a shame that obviously that doesn't look like that's going to materialise. But I just thought Virgil Ortiz is okay and that we do get to see him box again because he's a young kid and he's got a bright future ahead of him, whatever weight division that is.
0: Yeah, listen, and if he goes up to to like middleweight, which seems to be the direction he's going to go in, the weirdly enough, there's, there's probably more opportunities there. Because, Can you imagine him in Tim Zoo? Yeah, but with what I'm saying is with Charlo moving up and throwing all them belts up in the air. Charlo moves up to to fight Canelo. Then you've got Sue, you've got Kurbanov, you've got you know Liam Smith potentially if he comes back down to like middleweight. But I knew you, away.
1: I knew you'd squeeze a Scouser yeah, into this got conversation. Is, Look at you! Got,
0: you've got a bunch of vacant world title belts. potentially you have got eight title contenders. You're talking about a kid who's coming off in the weight division below. That's 19-0 with 19 knockouts. Yeah. You could absolutely lobby for him to get a shot at one of those world titles. So weirdly enough, even though he's being forced out of his the weight division he's campaigned in for so long, he will probably get a world title fight quicker than Jalen Nennis will back down at welterweight. If
1: he's fit and healthy. We don't know what his health situation is doing.
0: And that that's the priority now because you know having to resuscitate somebody because they've <laughs> collapsed during the weight cut is... Absolutely horrific, and I just had a quick look at the tail of the tape then. Just compared them to Tim Tim Tzu Ortiz is five foot ten, same as Jan and Ennis, they're big boys for that weight class. Tim Two's only five foot seven, Hmm. you know what I mean? So it's the fact that they were even trying to make welterweights is frightening.
1: Yeah, hopefully, he's all right, mate. Hopefully, he's all right. Um, did anything else catch your eye at the weekend? Like I said, I've got to be completely open and frank, and I apologize. Uh, to those dedicated fight disciples. We do normally watch everything, but we just wanted to get today's shows out for you. So I've not watched too much on any of these undercards, whether there were prospects coming through or anything that jumped off the page.
0: No, there was nothing too much to be honest with you. Watched, it was all about the main I watched, events. I watched a bunch of the the, the bits. There was a there was a, a a solid scrap in the super flyweight division on that the zone card as well, which ended up in a in a split decision draw, which is always entertaining. But other than that, like the, Pacheco and, and Ennis absolutely were the were the star star moments from the weekend
1: yeah um press conference day yesterday weren't it they were all at press conferences Yeah, one over in po- yeah one over in poland where daniel dubois has gone over uh yeah. as he's going to be facing Alexander usick at the back end of august and then a couple of weeks before that you've got um a fight that is being uh deemed history of violence uh between anthony joshua Uh, and Dillian White, too. Now, for those that are regular Fight Disciples and you are a YouTube subscriber, you will have already seen that I posted a video at the back end of last week, just giving my response to a fight that I didn't think would materialize because I didn't believe that Team AJ, not AJ himself, but Team AJ wanted to go down this route, given the fact that there was always this talk of a Deontay Wilder fight in Saudi Arabia. I'm still not convinced that they absolutely want to do it, but fair play to Anthony Joshua. He's the boss, and he said, I'm fighting in August, lads. Go and get me the fight. Rematch clause is holding it up. Bin the rematch clause. Not interested. And you've got to, mate, you've got to take your hats off to AJ for this. He's mm-hmm. absolutely, this is evident. And I know that, you know, I know that certain people in match do listen to our show, but this is evident to all fighters that you're responsible for your own Correct. shit. You're responsible for it. There's loads of people out there that talk about percentage splits and A side and B side and, put up these barriers of, oh, I've got this commercial deal or I'm on this broadcaster or I'm, I'm with this promoter and we can't work together and all this type of stuff. No, absolute nonsense. If mm-hmm. a fighter wants a fight, you can make a fight. Yes, compromises do need to happen. For example, your overvaluation financially, Dillian White, I'm talking to mm-hmm. in this particular case, you've got to make a bit of a compromise and take maybe less dough. You've actually come. You've got to come back to the actual market value of the fight rather than the value that you've got in your own head of what you think you're worth. Anthony Joshua, Mate, there's loads of reasons why you shouldn't be doing this. Loads of reasons. But fair play to him, he's absolutely gone out there and told his bosses, or should I say he's the boss, he's told the people that work for him and said, no, no, lads, I've been grafting away in bloody Dallas with this fella, trying to get better. I want to get out there and prove to people that I'm better. Bring me Dillian White. That's the best fight available. don't want to know about Demsie McKean or I don't want to know about uh,
0: Otto Arlen.
1: Get me that guy. Let me go knock Mm -hmm. him over.
0: Perfect. Yeah, it's the right mentality, and it's the right fight. It's the right fight for both fighters. You know, it was. Yeah, it is. It's been on the table for a long time. It was the entire plan all along that AJ would fight Dillian White this summer and then move towards a fight with uh, Deontay Wilder at the end of the year. I think the attitude, um, the attitude that no rematch clause required, is perfectly apt here because I think AJ's in the same boat that we're all in as fans of AJ. If you can't beat Dillian White, there is no point moving towards anything else. And at this stage of his career, Dillian White is the guy uh, who's perfectly placed to be knocked over by AJ. Do I think he'll knock him over? No. I don't think AJ's that animal anymore. I think Dillian White, if anybody can get it out of AJ then it'll be Dillian White in the build-up because Dillian White will try and make it personal to motivate himself. And I think Team AJ are thinking that could be the trigger point that turns AJ into a bit of a monster again. I don't think Dillian White's a, a top-level heavyweight. I think is absolutely above him. But... Um, uh, I just think moving toward... Deontay Wilder is such a dangerous opponent for anybody not called Tyson Fury. But then again, we don't know where Deontay Wilder's at either because he's been out for so long as well. So it's all... Listen, the main thing is the heavyweight division is moving forward. The wheels have been greased. We're getting two fights here. We're getting Usyk, the unified champion, in a fight. We're getting... Uh, AJ moving forwards in his career in some uh, shape or form. I think the fight, I've got no issue with the fight whatsoever. Obviously, like you commented on YouTube, the only issue with the fight is that it's a bloody pay-per-view, but then the fight, you know, they they sold out the O2 in two hours. So maybe there is a clamor for it. Maybe there is a big demand for it. and Maybe it will do big numbers on the zone, but to have to pay a subscription fee and then pay a a pay-per-view price on top, is uh, basically paying 50 quid to watch this fight.
1: People come at me all the time for this. They say, well, it's just the same as Sky. It's just the same as BT. No, it's not at all. I don't subscribe to Sky for boxing. I subscribe to Sky because I watch a lot of football. I subscribe to BT because I want to watch Champions League football. The add-on extra is that they have boxing in there, of course. The add-on extra is that BT have the UFC, of course. But my primary go-to for those channels is solely for different sports, mainly football. I go to DAZN and I subscribe to DAZN purely for boxing. That's it. I'm not there for anything else. I don't watch anything else other than boxing. And obviously, when I signed up to... You don't watch, DAZN DAZN you don't watch the
0: World Chess Championships?
1: I don't don't we have fun. the
0: World Chess Championship?
1: No. Uh, and it was two quid. Two quid per month, right? Now, I'm not daft. I know full well that that was to lure me in and, and, and to get me. And then, obviously, it goes up to, what, seven quid a month? Were it eight quid a month? Something like that. And then they had a, the, the the big price change. Now, mm-hmm. pay pay per view for me traditionally has been Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson, right? And okay, I'm I'm old. I get it. I'm 42 years of age, right? So I've I've grown up in a different era that con- what constitutes pay per view. And we've all got to concede that pay per view in the modern era is completely different. It's not that anymore. Pay per view now is popularity contest it's not necessarily the best fights the best fights don't constitute pay-per-view because the way people are consuming content these days comes down to whether they're actually like the human being or not now mm-hmm. nobody can say that anthony joshua is not pay-per-view because based on what we are, are judging upon in the modern era he's a commercial colossus and he's an advertiser's dream isn't he he's got big social media followings and a lot of people like him and I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever that the O2 Arena uh, would have sold out. Would it have done a stadium? I don't know, mate. I don't know if it would have done 90,000 tickets. I don't know the answer to that. I'm pretty confident that it would have done the O2. So I thought that was uh, the, the right place to go. zone is still in its infancy, really, when it comes to crossing into that mainstream, like when mainstream or what you would class as a casual boxing fan, people that are into AJ, you're gonna ask, right, how do I get this fight? It's not a click case of clicking your, your usual processes, is it? Of going through Sky and going through what, whatever in order to do it. Even though on now have a channel that they can click and go through all this thing, it it, 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 is a, it is a more difficult process. I know that they've done deals with pubs and stuff like that. So therefore it becomes a li- little bit easier. Listen, it is what it is. People can moan all day about. I we we spend the best way of th- describing this is that the, we spend all day moaning about fights that aren't happening. Right? This one is happening, so it's now down to you. It's down to you as mm-hmm. the fan. Good point. If you want to, if you want to see it, you'll buy it. Yeah. If you don't want to see it, you won't buy it. It really yeah. is. It really is that simple. I'm intrigued by it because as a fight, I think it's a very even contest. Think about it. It's heavyweights. It's a relatively even matchup because we don't know where either of these guys are currently no. in in their careers. And there's huge jeopardy because let's be straight, the loser leaves town. You lose this fight, what else do you got? There's nothing else really out there for Dillian White to generate any major money. Does he want to be a gatekeeper? I don't know. That's that's for him to answer. And Anthony Joshua, the Deontay Wilder fight's off the table if Dillian White's beating you, with all due respect. So there's lots of interest. I think from a from a fight fans point of view, it's a domestic dust up again, which always brings that extra intrigue. Is it pay per view in my traditional sense? No, but in the modern era, probably because of AJ's popularity.
0: Well, it's the only way to get it over the line as well, because Dillian will be you know Dillian will want to cut to the pay per view numbers. He'll want his millions of dollars. Um, and AJ attracts that kind of money and sponsorships probably still anyway. So I think that's the reason why it's gone pay-per-view. It's, it's not like Eddie Irons, like, oh, let's take a load of money off the fans. Eddie'll make a slice. But I think to make this fight happen, it had to be a pay-per-view event, as you say, because this is the world we live in right now. Regardless of that, regardless of the finances, the fight itself, I completely agree with you, man. I think it is a 50-50. I think... If you believe AJ is going to blow him away, you're being very romantic about where AJ is in his career right now. Yeah, I'm a, and I'm an AJ fan, I'm also a Dillian White fan. I think both these guys, when they turn up, bring it. I don't think they can beat the guys at the very top of the tree, but there ain't no shame in that. I think that you know that's just because Liverpool doesn't win the Premier League doesn't mean I sport in Liverpool. I'm still a fan of them as fighters, this is a sport after all, but this is an incredibly dangerous fight at this stage in either of their careers because. There ain't no tomorrow after August the twelfth. You know, August the thirteenth doesn't exist in terms of being a legitimate title challenger in the heavyweight division for the loser. I think whoever fight, whoever wins this fight, more than likely gets to fight Deontay Wilder in the Middle East in the winter because I think. The do you, think, rematch, do you think, uh, yeah, think? Do
1: you think Dillian? Do you think Dillian so. beats AJ? Because if he I think Deontay Wilder.
0: The, yeah, because there's only one way he beats AJ, and that's by knocking him out. I don't think he's skillful enough or got the gas tank to be able to outpoint AJ. So I think he would ha- he would have to knock Anthony Joshua out to win this fight, which is he's more than capable of, don't get me wrong. And okay. I think that would be the rubber stamp for AJ. Not, it doesn't matter to anybody else. The team around AJ, oh, don't worry, we can rebuild. It was a lucky shot, all that. But I think AJ in his heart of hearts wouldn't be able to come back from a knockout loss to Dillian White. I think it would be AJ. That's why there's no rematch clause. AJ's gone, listen, man, if I can't beat this guy, I'm done. I'm good. I'm good with my legacy as a two-time heavyweight champion, as an as a Olympic gold medalist. I'm good. I have had a good old run. See you later. This is more about AJ wanting to know if he's still got it as anything else. The Jermaine Franklin thing, that was the knockover opponent. And AJ couldn't knock him over. And AJ went through 12 rounds. And then afterwards, he was saying, listen, you know, it's part of this growing into a boxer. But he ain't ever going to catch up with Fury and Usyk at the top of the tree in terms of being a boxer. If he ever wants to reign again, if he ever wants to be champion of the world again, he's got to find that dog in him. He's got to find that bravery to just take one to land two. And likewise, against, it's such a de- as as Tyson Fury proved. If you go into the fight with Deontay Wilder with the mentality of, I will outbox him. I will use my jab to soften him up. I will score points. I will win rounds. I'll get it done over the distance. That is an incredibly, in fact, foolhardy, dangerous game plan for someone who hits as hard as Deontay Wilder. Tyson showed how to beat that guy. You bully the bully. You step on him. You let big shots go. And you believe in your own chin. And you fucking test his chin. And you get up more times than he gets up. That's how you break a Deontay Wilder. I don't know if AJ's got that in him. That's what makes that fight so dangerous. AJ needs to do something old school, brutal, annihilation of Dillian White. And if he can do that, he can find the inspiration to go, yeah, man, let's go. Let's go with Wilder and need, let's it, see what
1: happens. He needs to do to him what he did to him, what, seven years ago, eight years ago, Perfect. whatever it was, 2015. Exactly. That's which what started he needs to it do. All,
0: which, which That was the catalyst to go and go, and become a world champion and then go through Klitschko and all that magical stuff that made AJ a complete and utter superstar in this country was all triggered by that moment with Dillian White and it's it's crazy that this next, this final chapter requires an opening segment that is blown away Dillian White and boom, here's the final chapter of AJ's career, how far is it going to go but <laughs> Dillian White ain't no Jermaine Franklin
1: No. Um, what did you make of the one in Poland?
0: Um, listen, August the 26th, Usyk versus Dubois. Yeah. Usyk's doing it to keep hold of the belts, so he's got some strength over the unification fight with Fury to alarm, to negotiate, whatever else. One thing I did love that came out of Poland, which biter got missed by a few, tickets start at 12 bucks. Yeah. $12, you can buy a ticket to see a heavyweight world title fight. That's fantastic. That's amazing. That means it's affordable to all. I'm a big fan of that. Brilliant. You know, the the people like uh, Fury and Warren and maybe even Eddie Hearn, rival promoters, rival fighters, will take pot shots and say it's because it's the only way they could sell out the arena. I prefer to go the other way. I think it's brilliant. I think it means that anybody can pretty much afford the ticket to see that fight. There should be a lot more of that in in title fight, in, in boxing in general um, and in the UFC. Jesus Christ, ticket prices for the UFC, for UFC London in two weeks are absolutely extortionate. We'll talk about that next week, I'm sure. But, yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Listen, Dubois delivered at the press conference. Daniel Dubois, he always looks like a deer in the headlights. He isn't great on the microphone. He was never gonna suddenly turn into fucking Muhammad Ali and deliver some big speech and inspire everybody. He does look like a fish out of water. He's always looked like that. This is not who Daniel is. I think he'll turn up fit. He'll give it a good go. But there's levels to this game, and he's a puppy going in against a you know, just a, just a a, a grandmaster in in Usyk. Usyk for me is still the best fighter on the planet, pound for pound. And Daniel Dubois, listen, as you keep saying. When an opportunity comes, you take it, man, because it may not come again. I get it. It's brave, but I hope he's got, he hasn't got—he has got a brave corner. That's what I will say.
1: The opportunities arose for Daniel Dubois because uh, the undisputed championship fight didn't materialise. And there's loads of back and forth, isn't there? There's loads of talk as to why that undisputed championship fight didn't materialise. Um, but I suppose the... Uh, I suppose that'll all come out in the wash. Fingers crossed if it if it does materialise at the start of next year. Um, the heavyweight division is in a is in a weird position. It's a circus. Yeah, a, a lot of people would uh, would conclude that it's a circus. And um, whether people agree with this or not, Tyson Fury is the ringleader of that circus. He's he's. I don't really know what to say on the situation. Obviously, the news hasn't been made public yet. They've not made their announcement yet. But I don't know if you saw that Alex Krashuk yesterday, who is uh, Alexander Usyk's man, he was making a comment saying, "Listen, Tyson Fury should be stripped of his title, and yeah. and the division really? should be allowed to move on if he wants to go off and go and do the circus. Then that's cool, man. But he should be stripped of his title, and I, I've got to, I've got to kind of agree with him because who are we to begrudge any man making a lot of dough? I don't begrudge anybody making though. You are free to choose how you want to go and make your money. If you want to go and do WWE, go and do WWE. If you want to go and do movies, go and do movies. If you want to go and have a dance with an MMA, former MMA champion, you know, in, in some type of hybrid nonsense, sound, man, that's cool. But you don't do it at the cost of boxing. Yeah. Now, the problem in this particular situation is, and this will rile people at Queensbury, but the problem in this situation is, is that the wbc are allowing him to do it why because he's the biggest ticket in the heavyweight division when he fights they like their three percent it really is Mm -hmm. that simple they should have ordered a mandatory fight between deontay wilder and andy ruiz they ain't done that he's been allowed to tick along and tyson fury has obviously been allowed to just crack on, hold his belt, not defending. We haven't seen him fight this year. And the only fight that he's going to have in, what, 2023, is going to be against Francis Ngannou in this crazy hybrid thing. It's absolute nonsense. If he does it, and we're led to believe that he is doing it, then the WBC should grow a set of nuts and say, right, sound man, that's no problem. See you in a bit. Give us that back. Wilder, Ruiz, vacant title fight, go. That's what should happen. But it won't happen because this isn't a sport at the end of the day, is it? This is, a, this is about people looking after their own interests and their own interests and taking money, percentages, off big purses that come along
0: with heavyweight title fights that he'll be allowed to do what the fuck he wants. Why did they not mandate? Because they talked about Ruiz Wilder being a mandated fight, being the final eliminator, and then talks broke down or they stopped talking to one another. And then the WBC, so the WBC have ruled and gone, well, we haven't got a a mandatory, so we're not going to call anything for Tyson. There's no mandatory. It's like, well, wait a minute. If you say, while the rumors fight each other, we're mandating that fight, and they go, yeah, we're not really interested in making a fight. All right, well, okay, well, you're two and you're three. If you don't want to fight two, then two, you're the guy. We're going to mandate you to fight for the title, then surely that should be how it works. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're given, with all due respect to Ruiz, you're giving him an opportunity to beat Wilder and fight for the title. If yeah. he doesn't want that opportunity, then Wilder should just be pushed forward for the title fight. Because Tyson's ad, you know, was was Dillian White a mandatory? But that was over yeah. a year ago now, anyway. Prior yeah, to that, that, that was Chizhovla, yeah. So we're now talking about 14, 15 months as a world champion. But listen, they, yeah. they do it across the board. You've seen it with the Charlos. One of the Charlos hasn't boxed in fucking over two years. And he hasn't had a mandate, he hasn't had a mandated fight called either. It's fucking ridiculous. And Forget. they've announced, and even they've
1: just announced, even though he's come out and said, I'm not going to be ready for Canelo. And we know that he's going through some trouble. That's cool, right? Well, it's not cool. We want him to be well and fit and healthy in boxing with a sound mind. But they've come out and said, We're not going to do anything, we're just going to leave it. What? So I, because what he's going recess? through some issues.
0: Exactly. What's, Just what's go you listen, mean, kid. And move the Take, division Go on? and sit on a bench. Sort yourself out. Right. Give us all them belts. Vacant title fights everywhere. As soon as you're ready, kid, come back. We'll sort you out again. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's like the heavyweight division can't move forward. Listen, the the whole fight with, I've heard some horrible things about the Nganu fight. If 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 he was coming in and if it was a case of right, Wilder's waiting for AJ. Usyk wants to keep his belts. That's the most important thing to Usyk. He's fighting Dubois, plus the conversations with AJ. Let's not get into all that bollocks again. Uh, with purely sorry. AJ is still in rehabilitation mode. He's fighting uh, Dillian White. Sound, 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 sound. Listen, listen, guys. The money ain't there. The fight isn't there right now. Everyone's doing other things. I'm going to give Francis and Ngannou a shot at the heavyweight championship of the world. Sound. We're going to do it at Wembley, and we're going to do it over 12 rounds. And I've talked to the WBC. They're going to let it fight for the world title. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. As a as a circus show, you're like, fucking hell, this is ridiculous. But at least it's a fight. At least he's active. At least something's going to happen. We're going to get it's a viral fight, moment. That's for it's damn sure. Fi- it's not a but fight. They, they, but it's not – is it a boxing match? What is it's it? It's not a
1: fight. It's not a fight at all, mate. It's ridiculous is what it is. Because I heard, a, you, some you, weird, I heard you, someone say there's a no-knockdown rule. Well, we don't know the facts of that, do we? We don't know where that is. The whole thing's bullshit because what has led to this situation, what has led to this situation is a lot of bullshit negotiations with Anthony Joshua last year, of which he should have made the Anthony Joshua fight, but he came up with these fake,
0: oh, Timeline, bollocks.
1: sign it in an hour, sign it in two hours, all that bullshit, right? Which then scuppered that particular fight. Whether they said that he did or he didn't, that's what scuppered the fight. Then you go, you for a year you've been negotiating with Alexander Rusik back and forth. A year, a, a year to negotiate. Are you taking the piss? It's the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. He comes out on with his bullshit on, on Instagram saying 70 30. Nah, man, listen, we just seen from Anthony Joshua. If you want to make a fight, you can make a fight. Anthony Joshua has made a fight with Dillian White, a fight that his team did not want him to make. And he made that fight happen, taking out rematch clauses, purses, whatever. It doesn't matter. He made the fight happen. If Tyson Fury absolutely wanted to make a fight with Alexander Usyk, he'd have made the fight. I remember fight having out. a conversation. <laughs> Adam, I remember having a conversation with uh, Carl Froch, and he was talking to me about Mikhail Kessler, and he was saying, when the Mikhail Kessler second fight was 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 up, I wanted the Kessler fight. I wanted it badly. But I was on a hot run and Eddie and Sky would say, listen, you're the A-side, mate. You're the main guy. So it's a 70-30, 60-40 in absolute minimum in your favor. And Frotch went, nah, don't disrespect him. Give him what he wants. Give him 50-50. Get him to my gaff, right? I just want to fight him because I want to prove that I'm better than him. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. Frotch took control of the conversation and he went, bang, 50-50. Make the fight happen. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Bring him here and let's get that fight on. If Tyson Fury really wanted it above anything else, it would have made him an offer that he couldn't refuse. But no, it's all about, I want the fight, but I want my terms. My terms have got to be agreed. And then you'll hear all this conversation about commercial value and who's the ace. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody, Nobody gives cares. a shit. Nobody cares. If you want the fight, you can make the fight. I don't grudging making a ton of cash, but not at the consequence of boxing. Move on, mate. If you don't want to be a boxer, that's cool. Move on. Mm-hmm. Go, go and do the circus. Go and do the WWE. Give us that yeah. belt back, and let's get some guys who actually want to
0: have a fight. Fight for it. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> mate. There you go. Anyway. Clip that. Put it on social media. Boom. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Timestamp yeah. it. Boom. Right, I'll uh, what's this?
1: In two hours, I'll be getting a call from Queensbury's office. Right, yeah. no bother. Sound
0: <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, listen, there was some positive heavyweight news uh over the last week as well. Delicious Ori won the super heavyweight gold at the European Champions, European Games. That was his qualification for Paris 2024. We had GB that is had 49 medals at the European Games okay. over the last week or so. That's a record for team GB. Sensational stuff means we're gonna get a you know a good squad out of Paris next year. Um, yeah, brilliant. I think he carried the flag at the closing ceremony and stuff like that as well. Massive win in the final fight. Great stuff for him. Yes, he has got a sensational name, De- delicious. Ori. Um, and uh yeah, bodes bodes well for Team GB going into that tournament, even though the future of boxing in the Olympic Games remains under jeopardy. As we know, there's a big split in amateur boxing right now. But it's good to know that it's not impacting on the athletes, the GB athletes themselves, who delivered last week. So congratulations to them.
1: Boom. There you go. Uh, righty. uh We will be back later on in the week to preview the weekend's boxing that is coming your way. There's a lot coming mm-hmm. up over the next couple of weeks, of course as we build towards, well, next week, obviously another big UFC week as we do UFC London. Um, week after that, it'll be all about Spence and Crawford. Everybody getting dead excited, building up towards that on the 29th. Uh, what a super fight that is. Uh, but there's also a few little bits and bats to uh, sprinkle in as well throughout the course of the summer as we all build towards Anthony Joshua, Dillian White, which was announced this week. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in to us. You can subscribe via our website, fightdisciples.com. It's all there for you. Go and get stuck in um and as i said if you are just consuming us via audio please you don't have to watch us but if you could hit the subscribe button on youtube that would be great because it'll just boost them numbers and then create visibility of which then hopefully opens us up to a brand spanking new audience thank you very much for helping us out all right much appreciated uh, thanks for listening we'll catch you next time
0: thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via itunes